Hello, you are listening to the Eugene Life, the Tell Podcast. In today's emergency podcast, I am joined by the famous J-Lo, Jordan Love, and you will gain the knowledge needed to be a prepared Oregon fan on Thursday night. So continue to listen so you can impress your friends with your knowledge of Virginia basketball, who you have obviously been following all year because you think Kyle Guy is the next J.J. Reddick. He's not... And gush over your love for E. Habameen and Kenny Wooten because you know defense wins basketball games. Wait, what? Uh oh. <laughs> we better hope not because the ACC Championship and NCAA Tournament number one seed Virginia Cavaliers are ranked fourth in defense and efficiency in the nation. What will we do? I am joined today in the emergency podcast with my tell basketball expert, Jordan Love. Listeners to this podcast can can get used to two regular contributors. One is my wife, Jenny, who will be who will join us to talk about marriage, parenthood, life, and maybe some re- wild reality, reality TV news. The other is Jordan Love, the computer network assistant at Holt International Adoption Agency. Last time Jordan was on, we discussed top 10 all-time trailblazer forwards. Um, that episode is um, one of the first podcasts I did, and it's actually in the archives. So for a good time, go ahead and listen to that. Um, Jordan, how are you doing today? Doing great, doing great. And it's a pleasure to be on this podcast. Um, I've been hearing a lot about it. I've been seeing a lot of great things about it, and it's an honor to be on this. Yeah, thank you. You know, it's actually, uh, it's been pretty successful and I'm, uh, it's been pretty exciting and I'm going to continue to try to do, um, more pods, um, as, uh, as things come up, you know, I was thinking maybe I'd have you on to, to do, uh, you know, maybe an Oregon preview next year, um, for the basketball team, uh, maybe, uh, maybe a playoff for the trailblazers, you know, just when we have some time, maybe get you on here, do a few extra podcasts, maybe a, uh, NBA draft guide you know, with the trailblazers in mind. I don't know. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, we, we will not get into Jordan's story today, but someday, um, I would love to, to get Jordan, uh, back on the pod and hear Jordan's story of adoption from South Korea. Um, I actually had the pleasure to join Jordan on a trip with Holt to visit the orphanage in Ilsong, uh, South Korea, where Jordan lived as a young child. Um, but again, we will talk about that in a later pod. Now let's talk about Oregon men's hoops. Let's do it. All right. So Jordan, First two games of the tournament, Oregon uh, was a low seed and, and has been uh, beating the odds. What do you think about that? Any takeaways? They have thoroughly impressed me. I mean, you know, Bill Walton believed in us from the beginning, <laughs> I, I, I hear. But uh, watching them through the tournament and then I was able to catch a couple games this season. Um, I was able to catch one game when they're up in the high <laughs> with Bowl Bowl and then when they're in the low – I caught a couple games, and then uh, actually the last game I went to was another high game would beat Arizona, I believe. So um, I went so, to yeah. that game with you. Yeah, yeah, you went to the game. So. Senior night. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, but, I mean, so impressive, so impressive. I mean, these. You brought up Bill Walton. Uh, it's funny how much more I enjoy Bill Walton when he likes um, my favorite team. I could not stand him when he was in the NBA um, commentator, uh, especially during those uh, those rivalries with uh, the Lakers, because he loves him some Lakers for who knows what reason. Um, 
it, I'm going to go on a side tangent. I was actually at the game when they gave away Bill Walton bobblehead dolls. Um, did you hear? You do? Do you know where I'm going with this? No, no. Man. So there was a game against the Lakers. Well, Bill Walton was a commentator for like TNT, and uh, they gave uh, they gave everybody who came a Bill Walton, uh, not bobblehead, a, a beanie baby. Oh my god! A Bill Walton beanie baby, and this is back in the, the either the early 2000s or late 90s, and uh, it had to be tie dyed, right? <laughs> he was in a he was in a basketball uniform, oh, um, and it was you know it's a Trailblazer uniform. He's a, he's an all time great Trailblazer. Uh, we absolutely love Bill Walton for that reason. Um, but he was such a Laker like Laker fan. He was so biased, and like if you listen to him, he's I mean he he just says whatever's on top of his mind. Um, I mean this year he was eating lit on fire cupcakes just for the heck of it, because um, <laughs> he's just a weirdo. Um, but uh, anyways, so we're, it's a Laker game towards the end of the game. Of course, the referees were making some really ridiculous calls. Cause we all know the NBA has been fixed for many years. Um, especially in, in during that time frame. And, uh, anyway, some bad calls and next thing you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Bill Walton BB babies just start flying onto the court. You can, if you can find it on YouTube, it's a great watch. Um, and my favorite part about this, and I'm going to curse a little bit, so uh, prepare yourselves. I, I allow myself one curse word per episode. It's not quite true. Um, and uh, at, at the end of the game, uh, they asked Rasheed Wallace what he thought of you know the the fans' reaction. His response was, "He's like, I don't care about ugly ass Bill Walton." <laughs> Bill Walton hated Sheed, I think, for the next two years because of that comment. Um, so anyway, but we are not here to talk about trailblazers. We are here to talk about the Oregon ducks. Um, I, uh, one of the things I wanted to point out was just this last couple of games before we start digging into the Cavaliers and just who they are and, and some things to know about, uh, that team. Um, I, I just want to give a big shout out to, uh, Peyton Pritchard. Um, I have not been a huge fan of his for most of the season. Um, but man, since the PAC 12 tournament and a little before that, and I mean, he has been he has been our key player, um, leading you know so far in this tournament. I would say he definitely has. And again, Aaron, you know my thoughts about <clears throat> Pritchard and throughout the season. Mm-hmm. I think um, Oregon fans are definitely a little biased against him because he's a local guy. Um, I don't even think that's with why. all this, even <laughs> I'm not a local guy. I guess I am <laughs> a little bit a local guy, but um, I'm a realist. Let's just be honest. And uh, even with all this amazing stats that he's done, um, he's still below his average in points this year. I think he's averaging 13 points per game this year. Last year, he was averaging about 15. Um, and also, coaches said he in the in the middle of the season, he was pushing it way too much. He was trying to take it all on his shoulders. But Pritchard has redeemed himself. I am saying that right now. <laughs> I am a Pritchard believer. If he can continue to be this kind of player, I would love to watch him and continue to be uh, the leader of Oregon basketball. We, I mean, Lewis King definitely did not play good last game and um, there's some uh, distractions he might've had, but, um, but yeah, Pritchard really stepped up for it. And that was uncalled for when he said, when the coach was saying that Louis queen, Um, if you don't know about that, uh, Jordan, why don't you tell us about the Louis queen controversy of last game? Dude, the UC Irving coach, I mean, I don't know anything about this guy, but uh, he thought it was good to call Louis King, uh, Louis Queen. He called him Queen. He In huddles, he would call him Queen. 
He, I mean, uh, to the point that King got bothered by it. And to and the point that everyone could hear it. I mean, you know. Let's be real. The second half, Louis King played much better. And I, I, he probably shouldn't have woken the giant. Yeah. But that is the five-star Louis King. You know, you had the whole thing with uh, Mike K lat, or a couple years ago. Um, telling one of our players that he needed to grow up or whatever. And then this thing, you know, Mike K finally said, okay, I, I'm sorry about that. But this guy, he doubles down. He says... Queen is is like a chess game. It's like a chess game, and the queen is a leader, and King is the leader of the team. That's why I called him Queen. So it's a joke. A you know compliment. I'm like, are you kidding me, guy, dude? No one is that dumb to believe he was complimenting King the entire game. Um, but that was the past, and uh, and UC Irving, uh, Irvine, wait, Irvine, Irvine, um, is in our past also, um. Uh, you know, I do want to, I, I want to give a little, you know, actually going back to Pritchard. Um, I mean, I was actually a fan of sitting him and not starting him. I was so mad at him earlier this season. Um, and, and maybe some of you are turning this podcast off, right? Because I said that. Um, but I just, I felt like he needed to be, he needed to uh, reevaluate, you know, the type of leadership he was showing on the court. And I felt like he was uh, taking possessions off. And in uh, anyways, um, I was all for uh, starting, you know, maybe a, a backcourt of, of Will Richardson and, and Ehab, who I am a huge fan of also. Um, I, I I know that there are a lot of Oregon fans who have not lo- – it's funny that earlier in the season I loved Ehab and did not like Pritchard. Um, and when really neither one of them played that great um, at the beginning of the season. But I just – I don't know. I feel like Ehab uh, Amin is a uh, game changer. Um, he's the type of player I would have on our team any season. Um, he just, uh, um, the way he, he goes after the ball and plays hard defense and, um, and, and honestly, he, he, I think he, sh- I don't think he missed the three pointer last game. I think he was four for four. Shoot. I mean, is the, which is great, way more than we should yeah. expect. I mean, is the grit and grind of our team. I mean, he is the enforcer, I would mm-hmm. say of our team. I mean, he had three steals last game. Um, <clears throat> and he was just, I mean, he was all over the place. He was the emotional leader. I mean, I think Pritchard has gotten a lot of emotional leading from Amin and seeing, and they uh, play off each other a lot. But Amin is, oh my goodness, he he uh, reminds me of a guy back in the day. Uh, um, I think it was an Israeli guy, Kijab or. Uh, or uh, we have Abu Kijab. Yeah, yeah. Was that was, no, I mean he's on the team right now. Oh, not Kijab, but uh, commit. Are you are you thinking of like Omri Caspi? Ka- yeah, no, not Caspi. I don't know. He, he was, was an Israeli he was an old Oregon player. Yeah, oh, that, an Oregon that, player. Uh, transferred from Rice um, oh, okay. back in the day. But um, yeah, but I mean, it's just oh. he's been playing amazing. You're uh, thinking of like uh, uh, Chamberlain Aguchi is? No, oh, yeah, no, okay. Not. So he he, he obviously yeah. was not. He was. Yeah. He, he was not from there, but yeah. Okay. Um, another, uh, do you have any other else you'd like to shout out before we jump into a little bit, talking a little bit more about the Virginia Cavaliers? Um, I know most people listening are, are already Oregon fans and already have um, a good base knowledge of, you know, who this team is, uh, whether we're talking about um, the senior Paul White or uh, um, the, the freshman uh, Francis Okuro. Um, who I think has actually been one of the key pieces um, in, you know, since bowl has been gone. I think the biggest change in our lineup was, was playing Okuro more in the starting, you know, in the starting unit. And then, um, 
you know, I, I love his grit. He's probably, he's not my favorite player right now, but I think if he were on a different Oregon team, he would be, uh, he'll probably be my favorite player next year. Um, if we end up losing, uh, since I know that we're losing the mean and if we end up losing Wooten to the draft this year, um, I'm thinking Okura is probably gonna be my number one. I mean, it, it, you know, everyone knows about Wooten and how, how well he is, but, uh, these last couple of weeks, he's really <clears throat> done great because after his injury, he, he didn't show up for a lot of games, I feel like, and he was just slowly recovering. But uh, these last two games, I mean, I think 13 blocks he's had yeah. in, the, in the tournament. It's insane. I mean, you know, you know, we, we, we were a little blessed because we had Bell, and Bell was the same kind of guy. But, shoot, Wooten is amazing, and I think he deserves a lot of credit for being that enforcer down low. Wooten is Wooten is our probably our biggest game cha- changer in the entire on the entire team. Um, he the way I mean he just he goes from flat footed to above the rim I think quicker than anybody I've ever seen on a basketball court. Um, it's a little scary because he looks looks a little fragile, um, but man can he get high, and and he does it so quick like he can seems like he could be you know, six feet away from somebody and be in their face before they, before they're done with their shot. Um, it's, he's really remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. I think Wooten has been, you know, besides Pritchard the last couple of weeks, been very much the MVP here. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would have to agree. Um, all right. So um, we, we talked a little bit about a uh, former, um, we talked a little bit about leading into this Oregon, uh, this Oregon game, but let's talk about the Cavaliers. Yes, it's still March Madness, but Cinco de Mayo is right around the corner. So go and enjoy a margarita or gourmet taco at Taco Vort. They have a daily happy hour from 3 to 6 p.m. where you can get a dollar off margaritas. Open at 11 a.m. every single day. Located at 530 Blair Boulevard in the historic Whitaker neighborhood. So, Jordan. What happened last year in the NCAA tournament? The biggest collapse uh, of a number one seed? I mean, I don't know. I think Virginia got thoroughly embarrassed last year, and unfortunately. Who is UMBC, and what does that stand for? (laughs) I can't say. I can say a lot of things that are inappropriate right now, but I can't say what it stands for. I heard they're from – from it's University uh, of Maryland, yeah, yeah, University of Maryland, Maryland, Baltimore County. Um, there is no shame in not knowing yeah. who or what they were. Um, and because I, I, I didn't, I honestly had to look it up. I, I, I remembered slightly from last year, but you know, I had to look it up again this year because it's not somebody I've thought about since then. Um, there this year, who was the Cinderella of the entire tournament? Who would you say? I mean. This year, it's definitely Oregon. I mean, they're the number 12 seed, so I agree. it's definitely Oregon. I mean, this year has been crazy because it's all number one, number twos, and number threes, except Oregon and I think one other team. So so we, we both – yeah, so we we both agree that Tony Bennett is a good coach, and last year him losing – you know, them losing in the first round was a, was a historically kind of a, a, a bad thing to happen. Um, this year, they actually almost had it happen again. They were, uh, um, they were, they started off the, uh, the the very first game, and they were they were down to Gardner Webb um, in the first half, and they end up pulling it out 
uh, by quite a bit, by winning by like six, 15 points. Um, and then they, uh, they went ahead and the, the, the next round went against Oklahoma um, and, and pretty much took it to Oklahoma the entire game. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it wasn't a huge blowout, but they, you know, they were pretty much in, in, in charge the entire, entire game. Um, but this team is, uh, is really, I think, you know, I've, I've been paying attention to them all season. I actually, uh, been kind of a big Kyle Guy fan. I really, um, I, I, I really enjoy watching him play. He actually hasn't played awesome in this tournament. He's, he hasn't shot a very great percentage, um, but he's definitely one of the leaders of this team. Um, and, uh, and I say team cause, cause really that's like this team, like they, they all, I mean, it's a lot of the same players played on this team last year. Yeah. Um, and they, uh, um, and they're really kind of led by three potential future NBA guards. Um, DeAndre Hunter um, kind of plays forward for them, um, but he's he really in the NBA will probably be a two-three. Um, I, I don't know that any of these, uh, any of the three of them, are going to be stars in the NBA. In fact, they, I, I, I'm I'm going to guess that Ty Jerome and Kyle Guy um, are going to be second-round picks. Uh, maybe this season. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I will be fully honest with you. I haven't followed Virginia very often this <clears> season. Um, but I was looking at their stats today, and those three guys that you mentioned account for a 44 of their points, which is, you know, way more than half their points. And everyone else averages, you know, six to z- zero points. I mean, honestly, those three guys are the ones that, are the backbone of this team. It's it's amazing that they are consistently doing that, and uh, they are number one in the ACC or the ACC, right? Yeah, the uh, ACC. Yeah. They won the ACC yeah, yeah. this They're year. Number one in the ACC. The the other crazy thing is is they only have to play North Carolina once in that ACC because <laughs> it's fifteen teams, but they played Duke three times. <laughs> I didn't actually realize yeah. that. Um, how they fare against Duke in those three? Uh, I think they lost all three. Maybe one. I think they Sorry, won Virginia the fans. one where where, <laughs> where Zion wasn't playing. I, yeah. I might be wrong. Um, I know I, I watched part of one of those, but I don't remember what the outcome was. Um, but Virginia's all about defense, right, Aaron? Yeah, they're so so they are ranked number four in the nation for defense defense efficiency. Um, on the other side of that, Oregon is actually ranked number thirteen. So we're we're both pretty good defensively. Um, and, uh, and and as we said earlier, defense wins championships. Um, I don't know, you know, how uh, how that's going to look uh, later on down the down the tournament uh, when you're when you're going against teams potentially like uh, um, Duke with all the scoring potential they have on that team. Then again, Duke, who knows? Maybe he won't even get that far. Uh, they almost lost last game. Yeah, taco um, took it to him. I mean, a taco truck came rolling in <laughs> and almost beat him. They should have won. UCF should have won that game. That's what I'm going to say. You guys got <laughs> lucky, Duke fans, that you uh, uh, won that game. I mean, an errant uh, alley-oop made you lose that game or made you win that game, Duke. So it it could have gone either way. I think the NCAA is, as, a, as a whole is probably pretty happy that Duke is still in the tournament. Um, I don't you know. know. Taco truck would have been a great philosophy. Taco Bell could have been there. Free tacos <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> Seventy. He's seven six man. He lifts his arms and he uh he he touch he the touches rim. the rim. 
I lift my arms. I'm three feet tall, guys. <laughs> I lift my arms. I can barely reach the kitchen counter. So <laughs> I, I envy a seven six guy that can reach the rim. <laughs> as great as as Taco Fall is, I think uh, I, I don't think it even gets close to, to to touching Zion Mania that we're going through oh, right yeah, now. Exactly. Um, I'm a believer in Zion. I, I think he's going to be amazing. Though. All right, let's take a little sidetrack. Uh, so, how good do you think he is? Who would you compare him to? Um, what do you What do you think? What what team would you like to win the uh, the NBA lottery this year? What would be the most fun team to you? I mean, I because we all know that Zion's going yeah, number one. It's yeah. not even close. NBA is definitely my first love, and so I would love him to go to New York. To be honest with uh, you, but barf. the ownership of New York, I think, would ruin him. I mean, they just traded Porzingis, for goodness' sake. If, if they were so, smart, they'd sell the team so, immediately yeah. once Dolan they got him. Is, is is crazy. I mean, he's literally a crazy. Maniac. Um, I think Phoenix would be great. I mean, hook him up with Booker. That'd be amazing. I think he would be a great choice. I honestly, to be honest with you, I think Zion is going to be uh, his ceiling. Or I think his ceiling probably is Draymond Green. I don't have as, yeah. as big of aspirations for him as some other people do. I think John Morant is gonna could be better than him. Are you saying you take John be, Morant with the first pick? I think he could be the K Durant of this year, Kevin Durant. Oh I think my gosh, Jordan. Be, I think he could be that guy. I mean, shoot, he he was insane. You know, a triple double, you know who who did that last? That was Draymond Green in two thousand and twelve. <laughs> <laughs> That's a full circle, guys. <laughs> Oh man, Jordan, uh, I'm about to turn off my own podcast right now. You saying you're going to take John Morant over Zion? Um, I, I think uh, I think it would be a lot of fun to see to see Zion on on Dallas. I think that would be really fun. Um, I think also I don't know if I'd want to have anything to do with uh, oh what's his name? Who's the uh, the owner? Uh, oh, I love Cuban. I, I, I love Cuban's Mark fine, Cuban. um, but I think he would be. <laughs> the worst person in the world to listen to for the next, you know, this entire off season. Um, he'd be so excited and pumped. And I just, I don't know. I think I wouldn't, oh I'm you contradicting wanna, myself a bit. You wouldn't want to practice with a sweaty 50 year old Cuban every day, you know, thinking you can, uh, there would be, I'm telling you right now that if they got Zion, there would be people in the NBA picking them to win the NBA championship, it's the wrong call. But people, people would be doing that right now. Like they would call it the day of the lottery, that they're gonna win the NBA championship because of him and, uh, um, oh, why am uh, I forgetting everybody's name? Luca Doncic, yeah, and the unicorn. Yeah, I mean they have every. Yeah, I mean again, I I would I would pay money to watch him. The unicorn, Luca. And Zion Williams, I mean, come on. I would have Dirk come back, too. I'd be like, come on, Dirk, <laughs> shoot your fadeaway shot a few times. For the league scored, minimum, maybe. Yeah, he scored 21 points the other game. I mean, sure. Yeah, so, I mean, he still can shoot it. I mean, you wheel also, down in a wheelchair, or maybe just let him sit down at the, at the offensive end. They also just beat standard. Golden State. <laughs> yeah, they also beat Golden State. So, yeah, yeah, so you heard it here first. The 2020 NBA champs are going to be the Dallas Mavericks. Um, no, I, I, I think them or Atlanta would be a lot of fun also. Um, yeah, Atlanta would be yeah, – Atlanta's doing something special. I mean, how long do you think Vince Carter is going to stay around? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, well, I think at least through next year. I think he's got – I don't think he's retiring yet. Yeah. I'm wondering if he's thinking about 
you know, playing until he's like 45. He's trying to outbeat uh, Tom Brady. <laughs> I I think, I mean, Zion to Atlanta would be great because I think Vince Carter would be amazing. You know, they both would have highlight dunks. I mean, you know, Zion has been amazing this year and he's a human highlight this year besides when he got injured uh, because of his shoe. Only shoe could stop him. Um, but, uh, Come on, but yeah, but, uh, Vince Garda would be a great manager for him. I, 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 that, that's a, that's a good point. Um, Carter seems to, to switch teams every year, the last handful of years too, though. So we'll see, maybe Carter will be in Portland next year. It's one of the few teams he hasn't played for. <laughs> I would love that. That would be fun. We were supposed to, you remember we were supposed to trade for him. Uh, we had that Evan Turner for him, please. Oh, let's just give Evan Turner away. Um, <laughs> Man, okay. I, maybe we should. I don't want. I don't want to talk about Nurk. Um, it's too fresh. Um, but uh, God with you, Joseph Nurkic. Um, he, um, heal quick. Yeah, uh, yeah. big fella. That, that was depressing. Maybe I'm so we'll, glad I'm single and live in my house alone because literally hours later, <clears throat> I was still emotions were just coming up. And I was just screaming, no, why? <laughs> Take me, Lord. <laughs> Jordan, so you brought up your house. Um, you, you, that's uh, actually something new since last time you were on the podcast. Uh, um, tell us a little bit about your house, uh, who your agent was, and, uh, and how great they were. You know, <laughs> you know great, great agents are hard to find, you know. And so I searched high and wide and <laughs> all around. And I, I ended up with this great agent called Aaron Stansberry. And he got me a great deal on my house. Um, the house is amazing. Home ownership is, is, is work, man. It's, it's hard. I, I came from an apartment that, you know, you didn't have to worry about outside really. And, um, and now I'm picking up logs and twigs that are bigger than me. I mean, literally twigs that are bigger than me, not even branches. I'm, I mean, I'm only three feet, so, so, um, and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's a worrisome, but, uh, I love it. I love where I live. I, uh, the market here in Eugene is just insane. And so, um, it was great to be able to find something in my price range and have a great agent and it was such a smooth transition. So yeah, it's amazing. That's good. Thank you, uh, Jordan. Uh, um, you know, in less than a year, your house has actually probably gained 20,000 20, in value. Um, so that's, that's kind of fun. Right? Yeah, it's, uh, it's great. I'm ready to sell. <laughs> um, <laughs> great. Um, all right. So we, we've, we've kind of touched on Kyle Guy a little bit. Um, DeAndre Hunter is somebody else that we should, uh, should point out. He's a 6'7 sophomore. Um, he actually redshirted his freshman year. Uh, I think he has the highest ceiling um, for any of the players for the NBA. Um, and I don't know if, you know, he's thinking about leaving this year, next year, the year after. Um, but he was, uh, he, he was in the same draft class as Kyle guy, uh, Ty Jerome and, uh, Jay Huff, I believe, um, who's also another, uh, uh, red shirt sophomore. He's their seven footer. Um, that's, uh, that's, that's getting some playing time, uh, but not a whole lot, um, right now. And, uh, Actually, he he was starting, if I remember right. Actually, now I'm trying to I'm trying to recall. I, I believe he started for most of the season, but he uh, they, for the tournament they actually took him out, and uh, they're playing now. Uh, I think they're playing. Who was it? 
I think they're playing the the Clark kid um, a little bit more, and then Salt a little bit more, um, who's the kid from New Zealand, um, six foot ten uh, player, and, and then Clark is actually just a guard, so they're playing just a little bit smaller ball. Um, but anyways, uh, they also got Braxton Key, who's a junior from Oak Hill Academy, uh, which is uh, one of the storied um high schools um in our in our nation who just bring some of the best players from all around to it um but anyways deandre hunter uh he he's listed as a guard he really plays kind of like a wing position uh he's six foot seven 225 um and uh yeah i i, I could see if if he has a good game to, if he has a good game on thursday um and and continues on in the tournament he he very well could be a first round pick this year um, we'll, but we'll see. Yeah, Virginia does a does an interesting thing, and they definitely uh, uh, keep their guys in in school for a long time. I mean, Tony Bennett is is an amazing coach, and he's been able to do amazing things for that program, and he's been there forever. Um, and so, this is an experienced team, which is you know something that um, you know we played in Wisconsin, which is another experienced team. The big thing. Uh, that I would counter with, you know, Virginia being a defensive team is, you know, uh, Wisconsin is definitely purely defense. They keep their the uh, minutes down, the possessions down. They do that. UC Irving was a defensive team. So Virginia, again, another defensive team. They're the best one we've seen, we, for sure. Yeah, it's the, but they're number one. So, so, uh, and so I'm not, I'm not limiting Virginia's thing because they want, they won the ACC outright. They they uh, are number one seed in this in the tournament, you know. But again, um, I think Oregon has a chance, man. I think Oregon, uh, you know, um, has has the ability and has the defense. I think Amin is going to be that key. I agree. I agree. So, uh, um, just to kind of round out their their stars, they uh, uh, DeAndre Hunter is actually uh, he's their he's their leading rebounder. Um, he has about two assists a game and uh, scores about 15 points a game. Uh, Kyle Guy, which we briefly talked about earlier, is their sharpshooter. He's uh, he also scores 15 points a game, uh, four and a half rebounds and two assists. And then uh, and then Ty Jerome is their other their other star from the same uh, recruiting class as the other two, and uh, he he scores about 13 points, four rebounds and five assists. Um, I like Ty Jerome a lot. Um, he's he's got really good size. He actually handles the ball quite a bit. Um, and he, I mean, really, what he does is he he's uh, um, he's passing to Hunter and, and Guy, you know, all, all game long. And and Guy's hitting. We that's what we need. We need Guy not to be hitting. The last last game, I think he shot like twenty percent. Like he was not shooting well. Yeah. But if he starts hitting, we're done. Yeah. Uh, Oregon has no shot. If if Kyle Guy goes off for twenty five points, <laughs> we're in trouble. Because sure. um, that means that he is hitting. He's he usually shoots around 10, 12 times a game. Um, if he starts, if he starts going off and you start and he, and he's not missing cause he has those types of games, we're in trouble. Um, and I don't really see any way that we can get, that we can actually pull out a win, uh, which, uh, which leads me to, um, Jordan, we have, uh, basically every expert is saying Oregon is not going to win. Um, the, uh, uh, ESPN top 16 has organized the worst top six that. 16 Did team. Did you say what the comment was underneath <laughs> it? it was, Go ahead and share. Virginia is vulnerable. 
Oregon could win. Yeah. <laughs> Oregon is the worst. Yeah. Actually, that's not even what I saw. I saw um, Kenny Wooten is a is something towards the lines of Kenny Wooten is a beast. I might regret putting them at 16. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, I think it's super fair, though. I mean, there's we, you know, Oregon as a team did not look great during the regular season. They started turning it up the last few games. Um, and then, and then the tournament, now we're hot. We're on 10 straight right now. And, uh, and so Jordan, what, what does Oregon have to do? What does this game have to look like for Oregon to pull up the huge upset and get into the lead eight? I think the biggest thing, honestly, is momentum. I mean, I mm. think you saw it in the, in the previous game, you <clears> see, <throat> Irving game, uh, we came out the second half, we were flat. I mean, literally, we were the flatter <coughs> things. I mean, Aaron, we've seen Oregon lose, uh, have a nine-point lead with a minute and change left and, unfortunately, lose that game. <laughs> and so, you know, there's flashbacks of that always about <coughs> momentum. I mean, when Omin came in and and Pritchard, Pritchard was forcing it in the second half a little bit and, and um, but when they calmed down and they got that momentum, when uh, Omin got on the floor, every other play, uh, grabbing loose balls and stuff like that, we hit that momentum. And you could see that just the whole team uh, was willing to play. And we ran that ball up and down. We tired UC Irving mm-hmm. out. And with these possession by possessions and teams that want to take that shot clock down to you know less than 10 seconds every possessions and limit to... Um, opposing uh, teams' possessions, running that ball is key because that is something they're not used to. Um, and I think that's the key. So I think the, the key is a meme, to be honest. Pritchard needs to do his thing. He needs to be solid for um, 48 minutes. And, um, yeah, but I think Omin is is key. And Wooten, you know, staying out of foul trouble, that's a big thing. I, I mean, agree with you. I, I don't think I've seen Paul White uh, lift his feet. In this game, he doesn't have to jump. <laughs> yeah, Paul White, so. he's in good. He, Paul White stays in good position, yeah. and and he and he shoots the open shot yeah. well, um, and and he has played well this tournament, I would say. And that's the thing, um, the seniors. I mean, we watched them that uh, last uh, regular season game, senior night in Oregon, and to be honest, you know they had all right games. You know they did all right, but since that, since the tournament, they realized that these are their last games to you know. Another game isn't given for either one mm-hmm. of them, and they have really shown how how uh, amazing they can be. I mean, Paul White, I think the last I don't remember what game it was. I think it was Wisconsin game. He had twenty one points. You know, we came, we won four games out of in four nights for the Pac twelve championship. I mean, you know, so I think these seniors really know that they this is this is valuable time, and they're using their time to really. Uh, be the best they could be. I, I agree. I think uh um I think our seniors have stepped up with a little bit more senior leadership. Um you know Paul White is he does what he's supposed to do. Um and uh and I think um I would say I would say the key to the game has has got to be uh has got to be Pritchard. Peyton Pritchard has I, I honestly think if Peyton Pritchard has the type of game he's he's had I think Oregon wins, and and that that's a big thing to say. But I, I think if if Peyton Pritchard continues to play the the way he has, and Wooten, I agree with you on this. If Wooten can stay out of foul trouble, um, and and stay healthy, um, we're I I think we're in really good shape. Um, I think we have enough players, um, who are who are able to step up, um, 
and, and just continue to to play the way they have. Um, but I think I think number one is Pritchard. I think number two is Wooten staying, you know, uh, in the game. And and I think uh, the third is is I agree with you is a mean. Um, I, I think if he can, you know, with their guard play, I, I would have a mean in uh, in Kyle Guy's face the entire time. I'd just say, you know, I'd I'd have him, yeah, you know, playing right on Guy the entire game. Uh, I don't I don't know what he could do with Hunter and Jerome. They're just bigger guys. But um, I think if you can upset Kyle Guy and, and keep him from winning the game on him by himself, uh, Oregon's got a shot. Um, the other thing is uh, the the Cavaliers will they'll they'll go down. They'll try to get into the middle. Um, they're they're going to try to get those easy shots. Um, they can shoot from the outside, but they also they they uh, they they hit the middle a lot. And I think uh, as as long as uh, so as long as Wooten's able to stay in the game, uh, we're going to be in good shape. Um, I think Okuro, it'd be nice to see him, you know, just um, be a beast down there. I kind of feel like he is a 34-year-old man yeah. in an 18-year-old's body. Um, I don't know if people realize this, but he's supposed to be a senior in high school right now. He he reclassified. Um, he should be our, our uh, one of our recruits for next season. Um, this kid is supposed to be playing against high school players yeah. right now. Um, he He is a tough cookie he's in from everything i've heard he is a good kid too um a good young man um so uh i i really i really enjoy watching him play and um and rebound the ball gets he's actually starting to gain a little bit of an inside post game too which i've uh thought i think has been really funny he had that uh that hook shot yeah um yeah. a couple like what was it the first game of the tournament yeah yeah i like him i think he reminds me of uh robin lopez <clears throat> Oh, I see that. Yeah, he comes in and he plays like <clears throat> four to six minutes in a in a half. He comes in, he does his thing, he scores, he sits on the bench for a while, he rests up, and then he comes back for a good four to six minutes. I mean, I think you know, as you said, he's young, so I don't think his endurance is there, and uh, <clears throat> I think he should be better as as the years progress. <clears throat> yeah, um, it would be fun to see Miles Norris have a. You know, pl- you know, have just a, a little bit stronger. You know, uh, it would be fun just, to have you know, King play better too. <laughs> you know, you know, if King, if so, that's somebody we haven't spent enough time talking about. If he plays the way he did the second half of the last game, yeah. Oregon's in really good shape. Yeah. Um, because that that means I, I I'm imagining that uh, either Ty Jerome or DeAndre Hunter is going to be on, yeah. on on King, and that means they're going to have to work on offense. Um, and, and, and I think, I think King can guard either one of those guys. I I hope he takes as a challenge, um, because ultimately I think he has the highest potential of anybody in this game in the NBA at the next level. Um, I, I think there's a good chance that he might be leaving this year. We'll see if, if we advance today and we're in the lead eight, I think it's even a better chance that, that King's gone. Um, this is no inside knowledge here other than just kind of reading the tea leaves. Um, I, I, I think so too. And I think I I would like to uh, say like if Troy Brown <laughs> can get drafted right outside the lottery, um, give me Louis King. <laughs> I would like to say that I think if this game goes like the Washington game went in the tournament, yeah, where we came out just just full blown, just strong <laughs> as 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 anything and just, you know, knock them off their feet. I think that's going to be the real key too is mm-hmm. a strong performance. And Pritchard, I mean, shoot, he's played so many minutes these last, you know, couple of weeks that 
you know, I, I just hope his endurance is there. I, I'm so glad he has uh, four days off years before his next game. But mm-hmm. he's really, I mean, I don't think Altman has really even taken him out in this game. I mean, he seems like he's been there he, all the time, you know. Yeah, he gets. He doesn't get very many. I, I, lo- I like that he's been able to play with Will Richardson. Um, and I think Will's played really well. Um, and not, I think it's been pretty, I mean, he's, he's, he's not winning games for us. Um, no, but I think that he has, he's been in there and he's, uh, um, I'd much rather have him in the game than having, uh, uh, Victor Bailey. I know, Victor Bailey, where has he gone? You know, I, I still have hope for him, you know, uh, but I, it honestly, if Victor Bailey doesn't play, um, unless it's mop up minutes because we're, we're beating Virginia um, by 20 points with three minutes left in the game, which I don't think, oh man, maybe one and a half minutes. Uh, if, if Kyle guy is in the game still, um, I, and we're all, and we're up 20. I'm not letting <laughs> where I'm not letting up because yeah, he can exactly. hit, he can hit five, three pointers um, in, in five, you know, in five possessions. So I'm, I'm not uh, uh, going to, sit on him but anyways i don't want to i don't really don't want to see victor bailey play i hope we don't get in that position i really don't want to see miles norris play um and uh you know if we can if we can stick the rotation to pritchard king white wooten amin and richardson and a coro that's that's it we don't need to go further than that yeah in my opinion um that means everybody's healthy that means everybody's out of foul trouble we're, we're, we'll be we'll be in good shape if that's the case. Yeah, um, I think so too. I think I mean again, <clears throat> I think we have. I don't think we're the favorites. I want to bet money on us to be honest, but I'm gonna say we have 37 percent chance of winning. Hey, that's you, you know, know what? I'll I mean, take that. Yeah, we're we're eight point dogs right now. Yeah, um, and nobody is choosing us to win. Yeah. Um, if if the odds were even this a little bit better. In fact, I would actually put like I'm not I'm not betting right now, but I would put money on us at eight points because um, oh. I, I I think that we can keep it close no matter yeah. what. Yeah. Um, so as eight point dogs, I would definitely do that. Uh, but you invest your own money. Do not listen <laughs> to me when it comes to that. Um, when it comes to betting, you can talk to me when it comes to buying a house, but not when it comes to uh, betting on basketball. But if you do bet on it and you win. That is a lot more money you can invest in the house. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, let's let's not do that. <laughs> um, I, I'll be excited enough if if Oregon wins <laughs> without having money on it. How about that? Um, J Lo, uh, out of this entire game, who who do you think is going to make the best pro pro- prospect? Well, if you can include the bench, I think it's still Bobol. Okay. Uh, I think Bobol is definitely a once in a lifetime player. I mean, hmm. I would definitely put him up there with Zion Williamson. Um, wow. I I think, I mean, people don't understand how much he did for Oregon when he was playing. Um, you know, we had to account for 22 points that he was averaging, almost 10 uh, rebounds he was averaging, and 3.7 blocks. Yeah, he and, was a 20 and 10 and... I mean, almost you know four four blocks a game. Like yeah. that is, that is wild numbers. Yeah. Um, he didn't really make it to the uh, the Pac-12, um, which is unfortunate. Yeah. But uh, but honestly, you know, I, I you know may call me crazy, but I don't think his stats would have been that much different in the Pac-12 
I think the Pac-12 was a little bit uh, disappointing this year. I would and agree. I think, you know, we struggled more in our out-of-conference schedule than we did in our in-conference schedule almost. I mean, I know we had a huge losing streak in the Pac-12, but again, I think that was just uh, Wooten being out and Bull being out and, you know, all that stuff happened. But yeah, I think Bull Bull is going to be uh, a great a great NBA player. I mean, again, um, comps, I would say his his ceiling would be a better dream, uh, a better Andre Drummond. Um, hmm. um, his 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 uh, basement, I, I would think I would say Thon Maker. I mean, um, hmm. and I, I actually just watched Thon Maker. He's with Detroit now um, because they were playing Portland and. You know, Thunmaker is shooting these threes and stuff like that. But <clears throat> I will tell you this. I have never seen a player have a more sexy shot than Bull Bull. Bull Bull's shot is just authentic. It's 100%. It's, 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 it's poetry. I mean, honestly. I, I think we have really proven that, that Jordan loves his guys over seven foot tall. He, he loves those big guys. He's, you've heard it here. Taco Fall is the next Shaquille O'Neal. And uh, I'm just joking. I don't think Taco Falls is going to be Shaquille <laughs> O'Neal. I like, I like Taco Falls, but I, uh, I think Bull Bull. Um, the, the, I, I was listening to the sports radio yesterday, and the one uh, – Who you listened to? I don't know who it was, to be honest with you. Sorry, okay. I can't reference who it was. But the one uh, 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 digression they said about him, or uh, downside about him, is they compared him to Odin a little bit in his love for the game. Um, oh. because, and, and I could see that. I mean, I could honestly see that. Uh, Bobo definitely, you know, kind of like Odin. He, he's playing. Their body, here. they were made for the game. Yeah. Um, their bodies just didn't quite hold yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and also I don't want to speak that over Bobo yet. Yeah, I don't either. Um, but, you know, they're both trying to provide for the families, you know, um, and that, that's a big thing, but I've, you know, I think Bobo with the right NBA development, um, is going to be amazing player. And I would, I would definitely say that NBA, any NBA team is drooling over this guy. You know, I, I don't, I don't think that there, I, I think he's probably going to go um, because of the worry of, of his body. Um, which I would have thought up until he did get injured for us. Um, yeah, I think I, I'm I, I think he's a late. I think he's a late uh, lottery pick, um, and and it's gonna and it, and if he's able to play, I, I mean I I, I the, his he's perfect for today's NBA and the way he's able to pass and shoot and see the floor, um, and uh, and he he's actually more athletic than people give him credit. People yeah. would act. People, you can tell who never saw him play they, the way they would talk about him. They'd act like he was really slow and wasn't able. The the guy could run the court, um, yeah. and, and that was uh, that, that. Those are just people who were talking who had never actually watched him play. They'd only seen the highlights of him squaring up, shooting, and playing underneath the basket. Yeah, I think I think he's going to be special. <clears throat> it's just his, if his body accepts that punishment. I mean, he had a little bit of endurance. Uh, and Oregon, but I think that's because he's what 19, 18 years old, mm-hmm. whatever he was, and you know I think that's going to improve uh, over time. I I just hope for the best for the guy. I mean I think he's gonna he's a special player. I think he is proving that he has a love for the game too, just in the sense that like that he he is 
continuing to be on the team. And yeah. He's traveled with them to all the games, and he's not. Uh, and he hasn't, you know, just. I mean, honestly, let's be real. He's he's going to the NBA in in like a couple months. Yeah, exactly. He he could have the day he got injured. He could have he could have just said, "All right, I'm training for the NBA. I'm going to focus all my efforts on rehab and not go to class, yeah. not travel, yeah. put his body through all that." Um, so it, I think it says a lot for him to uh, um, to continue with the team. Yeah, I think him and Zion are definitely examples of of making a commitment and keeping to it. <clears throat> Zion is the same way. He could have just left town and saved That's his right. body. But he knew he knew that he wanted to play. This is a one-in-a-lifetime opportunity to play <clears throat> for Duke, and he uh, committed to it. Um, yeah. I mean, another example, the other way around is Ben Simmons last year. He just – or two years ago, I guess it was – um, he just left school, you know. When yeah, that was, here, he that just was left, I think that was like know, three years ago, three years four, ago, when he left yeah. LSU. Yeah. yeah, and so you know that's that. I mean, again, you don't fault Ben Simmons that much either. Um, but again, I like that uh, that Bulls on that bench uh, celebrating with his team. Mm-hmm. He's continuing to learn, and that you know from from. Uh, um. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, other players in, in Oregon. I, again, I'm not as familiar with Virginia as Aaron is, but I think Wooten could be a good NBA prospect. I think uh, you're seeing uh, NBA players, Oregon uh, centers, um, have a little bit of success. You have Jordan Bell in Golden State. You have uh, Chris Bush, uh, Boucher. Boucher in Toronto now. Um, you know, uh, I think it's just going to take a little bit more development. I wish Wooten had a better shot. And didn't just dunk the ball, but you know Jordan Bell had the same thing, and I think uh, I think they both will will succeed. I think Pritchard will be good too. I mean, you know. So you think so? So that's been my. I have not thought up until the last few games. I did not think he was going to ever make it to the NBA. Oh, no. I didn't think he'd ever. Yeah, I, I these last few games. It's not that I thought he would, but I started seeing it more, yeah, um, and yeah. I don't know. I don't know how he fits. I don't. He doesn't feel fast enough to me yeah. um for the nba level um but you know it, it, and then i think about some of these former guards you know who think of like nolan smith you know from uh from duke i i would i would i would i would take pritchard over nolan smith i think any day and, and nolan smith had you know three four years in the nba yeah i mean i um, think i think richard could i think be, he's a i don't know yeah. he seems kind of like he understands the game a little stronger yeah, than pritchard, richard a little stronger a leader NBA uh, guard for any team. Man, I, d- I just don't know, but like, I want to think he could. Yeah, I think he can. I, I mean, Shabazz, I think Shabazz is a good example. Shabazz, though. Yeah. Hey, Shabazz is a much better shooter. I think Pritchard is. I mean, again, I, yeah. I, I am definitely was not a fan of Pritchard for the longest time, and I still think he's a little bit in Oregon overrated. But. He hasn't not. He has not been the last five yeah, games, seven games. Eyes. I I look at the guy's eyes, Aaron, and I see a commitment. I see a drive, and I like that. I like what he's doing uh, right now, and I think I think that's uh, I think that's uh, very much uh, because of Altman. I think Dana has has really given him another uh, the keys to Kai. I think he got taken away the keys <laughs> in the middle of the season because he was trying to do too much and and. Dana was like, hey, prove it to me. And he has proven it mm. to Dana. So I think that's good. <clears throat> and that's a first name basis I got from my coach. <laughs> All right. 
And uh, so if Oregon or let's say Portland were able to draft anybody excluding excluding Bull Bull, which honestly I don't think I want I don't think I'd wish Portland on Bull Bull right now with the way that we have uh, yeah. uh nice, nice. with our centers. Um you know, I mean, I think I think King would be all right. I don't think he would be around when Portland's drafting, to be honest. Who knows, though? Um, you know, I, I love that we have a development league now for the NBA. And I, and I like I for love, that to get bigger. Yeah, um, and I love that, uh, that these players can go into the development league. It's not, you know, go overseas or mm-hmm. play on the team. Um, so I think... I mean, I think Pritchard would be a great asset uh, in that. Oh my gosh! That aspect, Jordan. <laughs> I like Pritchard in the NBA. Man. I like Amin. You know, from my. You know I don't me. think Amin has a chance in the NBA either. You know either. me, and you know how much I like grit and grind, and you know yeah. I Batum and Parkless and all these players, and I uh, so. Um, One of my favorite blazers of all time is Stacey Ogman. Like I can, I can talk with you on that. I just don't think, I don't think that Pritchard, I mean, I just don't feel it that Pritchard or, uh, um, Ehab have the, have just have what it takes to be in the NBA. Um, really good college players. So I really like them and, and I would love for them to make it to the NBA. I just, I think I, you know, I, I imagine Ehab will probably play in in Europe someplace and he'll, and he'll play well and he'll be a glue guy for him. Um, but uh, I hope I'm wrong. I, I do. I hope I'm wrong, and I hope you're right. Um, if I were to choose anybody, I think Louis King would it, it probably has the highest. Uh, but I, I really like DeAndre Hunter uh, for the Cavs. Yeah. Um, I, I think Kyle Guy has a, has a shot. I don't think he he makes sense for Portland, but I think DeAndre playing, you know that that wing position, I think would would make a lot of sense. Um, if if you exclude no Bull Bull, um, I don't. You know, I, I think Portland needs a, a center now, obviously. I think Portland needs a center. Then, I mean, we have Zach Collins, and we have Enos, probably. We're not going to have Enos next year. I, I think we're going to have Enos next year. I think he's going to come. I think he's coming back. Um, I hope so. Especially with Nick being out for a lot of next year, too. We're going to take a, a side tangent here, and I'm going to say something that's going to really make Jordan upset. Oh, don't do it. I think we need to, I think we need to trade trade CJ, and I think and I think that uh, I, I I do not think he's a max player. I think if we can get something for him, um, I I would do that. And honestly, I I I keep Seth. I I I. I <laughs> you are you are absolutely nuts right now. <laughs> you think Seth and CJ? Oh, Seth I don't think CJ's better. I I, I I mean I don't think <laughs> the Seth's better. I think that we're paying CJ far too much, and I think that any team who is paying who has a, a max player who is who is not all star quality um, is they are they're handcuffing themselves. Let me let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Would CJ be an All Star in the East? No. You don't think CJ would be an All Star? Not the East? this year. Maybe 2016. Well, this not year, this year, not like last 21 year. Twenty-one points. I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> that's not enough. That's not enough. Uh, I that's shocking to me that you said no on that. I don't. Issue. I just. I, I don't think, think so. I think he would be an All Star in any <clears throat> in any East team. To be honest with mm. you, I think CJ just definitely has its limitations. I think definitely. He has his limitations. I would not trade him. I don't think you can get the comps back um, that you want. And I don't. I. I mean, again, Dame has been the best 
the best uh, role model for Portland that we've had in a long time. He's committed to the city. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play around with Dame and say, oh, you know, since you committed to the city, I'm gonna trade CJ to get draft picks and rebuild. No, I think Dame deserves to have a team that's good, and I think CJ's part of that. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, again, it was it's it's a hard blow. Again, another thing about CJ, he's missed four games in like his career or something like and that, and we've won it's all the of most, them. It's most ridiculous. We've won all of them. I mean, come on. You know, <laughs> that's, that's four games. That's a very small all right. window to say. This, this is the duck podcast. I, sh- I, should, I shouldn't have let us there. CJ should be um, a duck. <laughs> I, I just like to rile Jordan up. Um, hey, thank you all for just uh, for bearing with us when it comes to uh, talking about Trailblazers and the duck, duck prog- bro- uh, broadcast. Um we're going to go ahead and uh, uh, end with some shout-outs. So, Jordan, I like to end every podcast with um, giving a shout-out to somebody you think is doing something great in our community. And uh, and be- before I have you give yours, um, I did want to just let people know that I do plan on doing an Oregon women's uh, podcast next week, assuming they're able to get past South Dakota State on Friday and then the winner of the Arizona State-Mississippi state game on Sunday, um, leading in it, leading them into the final four. Um, so I, I do have a, a, a guest lined up who is an expert on, um, Oregon women's basketball. We're super excited for them. So they get a huge shout out, um, go ducks. Um, so Jordan, um, so after the, the Oregon women's shout out, who would, who would you like to give a shout out to? I'd like to give a shout out to a former Oregon player, who has his own tree business, and that's Ray Schaefer with Axe and Saw business. Uh, yeah, Axe awesome. and Saw Tree Care and Removal. Um, Ray is about as quality of any guy that um, that I know. Um, I, I'm kind of stealing yours right now, so um, why don't you why don't you put over uh, Ray no, I, a little bit more? I love Ray. Yeah, he's been a friend for me for a long time. He's the opposite of me. He's over seven foot. Uh, and you know how much I love big guys, um, but he, he's an amazing example of a of a hard worker. He um, is an amazing example of a husband. He's probably the nicest guy I know, um, and his service is amazing. I mean, again, he's already seven feet, so he doesn't have to reach too far. But uh, he he he's he's an Alaskan boy, which I like too, because I grew up in Alaska too. So. Um, please give him a call if you need any tree service. Um, I, I, I have his information right here. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to jump, I'm going to jump on that with you, Jordan. Uh, uh, Ray is about the, the best compliment I can give somebody is that they're a good husband, a good father. Um, and, uh, and I think Ray is, is about as, as good as it gets in, in, in both those categories from what I can tell. Um, he has a, he's a great family man. And, uh, and to your point, he's seven foot tall. And if you ever want to see a seven footer um, up a couple hundred feet on a tree, um, it's 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 a pretty cool thing to see. Um, you can find him on Facebook at Axe Plus Saw Tree Care and Removal. So that's Axe and Saw Tree Care and Removal. Um, go ahead and like them, um, and uh, and then you can message Ray through that. Or also, he has a phone number at five zero three eight one six six three five seven. That's 503-816-6357. Um, and that's Axe and Saw Tree Care and Removal. 
And so everybody, thank you so much. Um, as always, if you are looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, contact Aaron Stansbury, 503-396-1787 or Aaron S at KW.com. Thanks again. Bye.